The Whiskey Culture Podcast is brought to you by Granddaddy Mims Distilling Company, making historic Tennessee moonshine in beautiful Blairsville, Georgia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Culture Podcast, your wide window into the world of whiskey. I am Greg Sininos, your host, and this podcast is brought to you by Granddaddy Mims, making beautiful Tennessee moonshine out in Blairsville, Georgia. And today we have Amanda with Sipany. How are you today, Amanda? I'm doing really good, Greg. How are you doing? Doing well, just living living the whiskey life. You know how it goes. <laughs> yes, another day in our business is uh, the best, to be honest, anytime we get another day. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I guess let's just get it out there for the people that aren't aware. What is Sipany? So Sipany is my cocktail company. We are a whiskey spritz in a can, an aged rye whiskey. So a four to seven year old aged spicy pungent whiskey is the backbone of the product um, with a touch of honey and real actual lemon juice and all carbonated to perfection. So in essence, it's a highball with a little bit of citrus and a touch of honey. Uh, we call it a whiskey spritz in a can. So what made you want to start a, a cocktail company? I mean, that, that's, that's what Sipany is, is uh, apparently, I mean, I've, I've had one, it one time and it, it is a phenomenal, um, it's a phenomenal cocktail. And, and that's from somebody who drinks their whiskey straight almost exclusively. Um, yeah. But, but why, I mean, why start? It's not an easy thing to start. So no, what, what made you want to start that? By no means um, has it been an easy thing to launch a commercial consumer product in a regulatory industry in the U.S. market. It is quite difficult to do, especially as a smaller family-owned company. Um, but what has made me want to do it and to pursue this path is passion and passion for whiskey. Um, my love of whiskey stems back to the early 2000s when I started my career in the world of wine and spirits and hospitality in New York City working in some bars. Um, I too love to drink whiskey neat and I'm a, a neat sipper of scotch and some great American whiskeys we're seeing out there now. Um, but yeah, it's passion in, in one word. <laughs> so I mean, so did you have a, a love for cocktails and a love for whiskey well before you started Sipany? Yeah, well before. Um, yes, it, it, the passion was burning and burning years in. So I've been in the business for uh, multi-decades now, since around 2005, 2006, I started working in a fine dining restaurant. So um, was exposed to cocktails and whiskey and spirits in general, as well as wine um, from a very early stage in my career and, and also adult life. So um, a lot of passion and um, exposure, being in the right place. Uh, to be able to learn about whiskeys along the way um, as uh, what came to be a cocktail company today, which is what we have today, Sipany. And so talking about the the cocktail itself a little bit, um, one of the things that, that hit right away, as you said, it's a, a four to seven year old rye whiskey. You see a lot of these, um, a lot of these cocktails, they're using stuff like one year aged whiskey, two year aged whiskey. Sometimes, you know, I've seen some cocktails that are using stuff that is just, you know, barely aged at all. And, and it seems like the, the name of the game for a lot of these cocktails is how can we get a cocktail out to the market with the lowest cost to us? Isn't that so um, sad? That's yeah. Just so sad. 
It is the saddest <laughs> thing. And I think the opportunity that I saw in the world of cocktails and cans specifically, and um, the opportunity was to put something better inside of cans to offer an aged spirit. I think we were the very first to put an aged spirit inside of a can. Um, and people did think that was crazy to do because they said, why would you sacrifice this beautiful aged whiskey and put it inside of aluminum? And when we were doing it, I was right in the very beginning in 2019, pushed up. Uh, a lot of people were questioning my intentions for this beautiful whiskey that we put in a can. But to me, I saw it as an opportunity to become the backbone of the flavor of Sipony and of a, a higher quality can offering. It makes me so sad when you see uh, cans, especially especially the ones in the world of whiskey, using lesser ingredients, lesser quality, what you described, um, because I saw the opportunity as exactly the opposite. Let's do something better in cans. Let's um, if you're in that situation where it's maybe it's the beginning of the evening and you want to grab something that's hydrating, but also delicious and you're a whiskey drinker, um, a whiskey highball is a great bet always or what we call our whiskey spritz is really hydrating, delicious and full of flavor if you're using the right whiskey, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that so I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And it's but as a as a business owner, what was what was the thought when you said, all right, we're going to start this this cocktail company and we're going to go ahead and use a higher end whiskey. We're not going to cut corners. We're going to use ingredients that, you know, I mean, for, for the cocktail market, a lot of people would consider that a premium ingredient. Something you know, a, a, you know, a five, yeah. six, seven year age whiskey. What, what was it like going in and just saying, Hey, we're going to start out with, with top end ingredients. We're going to start out with stuff that separates us from the other canned cocktails. I mean, that, that had to have been a, a really big decision. Yeah. And, and challenging, right. It challenges every aspect of what uh, canning was up until that point. So historically canning, we see sodas and, and malt really dominate the world of cans. Um, now that we're moving into spirits going inside of a can, um, we're only at the very precipice of that in some ways. I hope that what we did with Sipony in 2019, when we saw an opportunity to put aged spirits, a nice aged rye whiskey, not just any old whiskey, but I needed a very flavorful, pungent rye whiskey um, that was a very specific mash bill and brought the spice element because we weren't going to put additives, no fillers, no synthetic ingredients, nothing else artificial inside of the can. So if you're making a cocktail for yourself at home, you're going to grab, I hope, I think, some of the best ingredients you can if you're going to grab your favorite yeah. whiskey, your favorite bottle of whiskey, and top it with some soda water or um, use some real fresh uh, citrus fruit in it to, or to make an old-fashioned, the old-fashioned way and muddle your sugar and take the time to do it. Um, we're, we're seeing a time where we care about what goes into our cocktails. It's, it's long overdue, in my opinion, for companies to put better ingredients inside of cans. Long overdue. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told me that somewhere has a great old fashioned and I went there and it was not a great old fashioned, Oof. I, I would have a lot. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things that that. Um, I mean, you're right. We're getting to the point where, you know, we've we've kind of gone from big whiskey producers to craft whiskey. Right. We've gone into this understanding of how craft is you know there there's a huge amount of quality 
that comes with craft. Now, obviously, it's not always the case, but, you know, there's just something that the little guys can do, you know, that the smaller craft distilleries can do where they're hands on every step of the process. The distillers yeah. got their hands in everything. And have you found that it's a similar approach with Sipony starting with a smaller, uh, you know, starting a smaller family run company that you were able to take a similar approach where you had your hand in, in all of the different cookie jars and made sure that each step of the process was exactly the way that you wanted it? Yeah, I, I absolutely truly love this question, Greg, um, because to me, what that means, what you're describing is being able to stay nimble, being able to have agility in your approach to doing business. Um, there are so many disadvantages that small companies have, right? Um, historically, yeah. if you're a small family-owned distillery or, or f small family-owned producer or manufacturer across industries, but so many disadvantages that we have um, up against the big guys in a world that is pay to play in a lot of ways. But one thing that small companies and specifically Sipony, what we've been able to do is stay super agile, be able to test and understand our customers' needs better in real time. Um, so that is... Uh, the one advantage that we want or, or one advantage that we do have is the ability to innovate um, and make tweaks and pivots, as they say, to better meet your consumer, your customers needs, um, what people really want. So I was hearing in real time um, that people didn't like what was available in cans, that they'd get a weird headache an hour after having a canned drink. Uh, a canned seltzer or even some of the cocktails or um, this weird uh, Skittles aftertaste or like a weird taste in your mouth after drinking a canned cocktail. And um, I was taking these notes and saying, like, I don't understand why we can't do something beautiful at a commercial level um, in the world of better ingredients inside of cans. So that's the one one advantage is being able to innovate and stay nimble uh, as a smaller company. And, and how do you think people have embraced it so far? I mean, what's been the reception for Sipony uh, so far, the people that try it and stuff like that? I mean, I enjoyed it. And I know yeah. that we, we have another member of Whiskey Culture that is uh, a huge fan. Um, as a matter of fact, did a couple of, of posts for Sipony on Whiskey Culture. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so, but what has been the, the general reaction to, to Sipony from whiskey enthusiasts? Uh, the general reaction has been overwhelming and positive from people that truly appreciate whiskey and know their whiskey. Um, I, I myself, just before Sipony, I was working um, exclusively in the world of whiskey and scotch specifically. And um, I think you can attest to this better than I can, but the whiskey, or maybe both, the whiskey community is awesome, right? People that love yeah. whiskey, we come together um, with all these dorkiness that all the dorkiness that we have, and we nerd out on all sorts of things with whiskey of how it's produced and what it tastes like and where it's from and what's the proof and all these little things. And the community, for as um, dorky as it is, it's still very invitational. I've always found I know that for women, uh, women and whiskey is a different thing, but for me, um, in my experience as a woman, I've been able to really come, these are my people. Whiskey lovers are my people. And I love uh, being able to talk about whiskey. So um, I'm kind of lost even the question there. But to be honest, the world of whiskey <laughs> and the community is um, a big inspiration for uh, everything we've done. Well, one so of the things was, that, you know, that you, well 
Yeah. And one of the things that you brought up was, um, you know, being, being a woman in whiskey, how, and that's something that I've, I've spoken to a couple of different people like, you know, Lorna from Corsair, she's an amazing distiller um, and different people. How, how has that been? I know that's kind of a sensitive topic, but I know whiskey up until recently was more or less a good old boys club. And, and that's unfortunate because, you know, whiskey should and is now enjoyed by everybody. Um, But how's that been being like a a female business owner in the whiskey world? Because I know that it's unfortunate, but there's still, there's still a little bit of an edge to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, my career in parallel from multi-decades in whiskey, seeing whiskey uh, develop to where it is today, going through the gold rush. Um, I often think of uh, like the before Mad Men times and then the after Mad Men times and seeing how whiskey cocktails really changed at a, you can see it, you know, in the crossword and stuff. Like it's very popular. The world of whiskey is um, much more than it was, uh, you know, than recent years. It's, it's really popped off. Um, but being a woman in the world of whiskey, um, like I said, my personal experience, I have found a lot of misfits in the world of whiskey that have come together and really geeked out on the nuances of, of the spirit and um, have really uh, been all about whiskey is for everybody and whiskey is however you want to enjoy it. Um, if you want to go ahead and put a couple of ice cubes in a very fancy scotch that is 35 years old, go ahead. Like no one's going to judge you. And back, back in the day, that would be a point of judgment or, and like, why it's how you're supposed to enjoy your experience of, of life and, and whiskey, um, in life. So for me, it's been, I've found my people for sure for women in general. I know that it's uh, something that we're pushing every day. Um, it's always been an uphill battle, um, in my little time in it. Um, in the general scheme of things, being a whiskey teacher, um, having a room full of predominantly men and standing in the room and teaching about whiskey, which is something I've, I've done historically. Um, there, there's things that are said that are, you know, less than couth, I guess. Um, but overall, um, being present, uh, representation matters. So being in it and, um, being a woman in it and hopefully showing that other women can do these types of roles in whiskey, both professionally and as a novice, um, you can enjoy whiskey, uh, and be invited into doing that. Sipony, um, specifically is a great place for people that don't, um, historically love whiskey to start in the whiskey category, Mm. as well as, um, very appreciated for people that do also love, um, whiskey. So I hope that my product is, like a, a crossroads, so to speak, uh, for whiskey that people that are new and also uh, whiskey lovers. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, and, and thank you for sharing that. Cause it, it, you know, I know it takes a lot that I told you there weren't going to be any hard questions, but I know that was, a, <laughs> that wasn't an easy question. It's, yeah. but you're right. Representation matters in the community. And, and one of the things that you brought up is how, uh, things that weren't accepted in the whiskey community previously are now accepted. I mean, you know, it, ev- almost every whiskey influencer, every whiskey um, aficionado that I've talked to, um, you know, they have always talked about how 
uh, how you should just enjoy the whiskey the way that you want to enjoy it. You know, that you yeah. should enjoy however, uh, you know, you should enjoy your whiskey however you want to enjoy it. If you like it with a cube, if you like it with a little bit of water, if you like, however you want to drink your whiskey is the way that you should drink it. And um, I feel like the the whiskey community just in general is starting to become more accepting. And I mean, it, it's interesting because we're starting to see whiskey bars that are just, they're known for premium cocktails. That's, that's something that I, I hadn't heard of until recent years, premium cocktails, you know? Sure. And, and it, it's interesting because you'll have people that I, I feel like there's a hill that people used to die on where they'd say, <laughs> you know, the only, the only way to drink whiskey is to drink it neat. The only yeah. way to do this is to, is to do it neat. If you, if you put ice in it, it's bad. If you put water in it, it's bad. If you, if you mix a good whiskey, it's bad. But, you know, I, I've found that some of the best cocktails that I've had use premium ingredients. They use really high-end whiskeys. I mean, uh, up until a, re uh, a couple of years ago when they got hard to get, I was using, you know, I was using Willet Rye, the green top, for yeah. my old fashions. And it's like people nowadays are like, why? Because like, it was wow. really good, you know? Yeah, because treat yourself. Like, it's amazing if you're going to use something... If you're going to start with better ingredients, it's going to yield a, a ex, I guess the word premium is what you said, a more premium result. But um, who wouldn't? It's the same if you're building a salad or making your dinner and wanting a better cut of something or whatever it is. But um, yeah, why not use best, the best ingredients, especially because I think if you're going to be in whiskey, whether you're a professional or a novice, or you just love and appreciate whiskey you're not going to be able, you want to drink the best, right? I mean, in some ways, or yeah. drink what you want to drink. And oftentimes that is the best. Um, when I choose to have a drink, I like it to be a little extra special for X, Y, and Z reasons. So um, oftentimes that's using a nicer whiskey in a cocktail, like an old fashioned, like you mentioned, or like a specific spicy rye, like delightful. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's, so would you, I, I assume, I know this is kind of a loaded question, but would you put Sippany into the category of, of, I know we're talking about premium stuff. Obviously we talked about the quality of ingredients that you put in. We talked about this. Was, was Sippany, was Sippany really made gunning with the idea of a premium, of a premium canned cocktail in mind? Would we consider this a premium cocktail? Something that you could crack open the can and, and pour it over a large cube and maybe throw, yeah. throw yeah. a cherry in it or something and enjoy it, you know, just like a traditional cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was definitely created with um, an element of offering something a little bit better in the can. So definitely a trade up, something more premium, um, the age statement, of course, but the grains itself coming out of New York state um, are they're meticulously made in like a biodynamic manner. We, we tested so many whiskeys before it took me, it's, it's an ongoing process to be honest, but it took me over a year to find the very first rye and be happy with bringing it to the level of a commercial scale for a product. So it's a very picky thing um, for me. I'm I'm now putting my name on the back of the can because it's something that I've made and it's something I'm proud of. And it took me a while to get to that point. I really wanted it to be the most 
proud cocktail, the most delicious, the best tasting um, that I could find. So yeah, it is absolutely premium and, and by definition with all of that. Um, and I think we deserve better. We're not going to always drink. And when you have an opportunity to drink, you should be drinking something that tastes great and will uh, not leave a weird aftertaste in your mouth like some of the other canned stuff or be too sugary or too sweet. It's just a touch of honey, a small one gram or less of honey uh, per can. It barely measures, um, but it's just in there. Everyone uh, that drinks whiskey, I think, explores the world of highballs at some point. And I yeah. love uh, highball culture very much. You're <laughs> hydrating and it feels great going down, but you're still getting all those beautiful flavor um, the, from the the wood, et cetera, from, from the whiskey. And um, yeah, that's the inspiration for Sipney, for sure. Yeah, and I, I love that, the highball culture. We're, uh, I'm going to go do a name change real quick from whiskey culture to highball culture. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, th I think it's, I think you're right. I mean, and, and it's interesting you use the word culture because they're, you know, not just because of whiskey culture, but because sure. there, there seems to be a whole culture developing around cocktails. I mean, I, I literally a month ago was judging a regional level cocktail competition. Yeah, and awesome. I was sitting there and, and taking notes and scribbling on my pad and, and judging the, you know, all of these cocktails. And it, it was just, it's interesting, you know, because there's, there's a whole, and, and now you have the bartenders that do all the bottle flips and everything. Like you have <laughs> all of these, these bartender cocktail, there's a whole culture surrounding mixology now yeah. that just wasn't there before. And um, I think that, it, you know, kind of seeing Sipony come out is almost like a, it's a natural evolution. Although for you, for you, it seemed it took, you know, a while. It took you a year to find the right whiskey that you wanted. Yeah, um, I was very obsessed with that. As you can imagine, I think that, you know, coming from whiskey, you're going to put high stakes on anything that you put out. That is um, something especially that has your name on it, so to speak. It has to be the very best. And it was something I, I didn't take lightly. Um, bringing up, a, you know, when you make a cocktail for a gathering or of friends and family, whatever, and it's like, I don't know, 10 people or more are there and you're pre-batching and, and you're making the cocktail in advance to be able to serve it to everybody. Um, imagine that on a heightened level and making something commercial in the world of cocktails and wanting it to be to really stand apart and uh, be be different than like what you mentioned, what you started this all with by stating that a lot of the whiskey cans are um, that you see out there are using like um, young uh, whiskey. And I think that's that's kind of even an understatement. They're also using a lot of other ingredients other than just the young whiskey. And it, it definitely yeah. isn't the best reputation for cans. And I'm trying to change that reputation for cans. And um we deserve better. Consumers deserve better, especially whiskey lovers where we are snobs. We are geeks. We are nerds. We do the research. We want to know where things are coming from. I think of all of the spirits, whiskey is a big contender for being um, the, the spirit where people ask the most questions, right? We really want to know where our whiskey, who's making our whiskey? Where is it being sourced? What grains are coming out of the whiskey? What's the ratio to grains in the whiskey? Um, 
all these different things. And uh, knowing that, I, I knew that if I was going to put my name on something, it was going to be as spectacular as I could make it. Well, that's kind of that's kind of a, a really nice summation of everything we've talked about there. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you, I, I love that. Like as, as somebody who's a whiskey lover, as somebody who's a whiskey geek, you're not willing to put your name on something that's subpar. And I think that's so, there's a, there's so much integrity that comes to that. You know, I'm not willing to just try to make a quick buck and, and cash in on the RTD market. You know, I'm here to create something that truly is different. I'm here to create something that truly is its own thing. And I think there's, there is a, there is a beauty and, and there is an integrity to that. That's just incredible. It's all for the love of whiskey. And in your case, the love of whiskey culture, Uh, we love it. And it's something that we choose to spend a lot of our time in and it's nuanced and it's nerdy. And I wanted to make something again, spectacular, and that would be respected and appreciated um, to my peers in the world of whiskey. Well, awesome. Well, do you have anything else to share with uh, with our audience? Um, I guess just to uh, find us, you can find Sipony at Sipony.com, S-I-P-O-N-E-Y.com, and we deliver nationwide nearly and are available in 13 states and bars. We are a small family-owned business and giving a portion of all of our profits back to the environment. Uh, We're a B Corp certified, which means everything that we put in this can is being vetted extra hard, and we we love it. Um, It's something that we wouldn't have any other way. So please give us a shout. Find us on Instagram, Sippany Drinks, and um, I'm Amanda Victoria anywhere on social media. Thank you so much, Craig, for having me. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Whiskey Culture Podcast, your wide window into the world of whiskey, and we'll see you next time. Cheers.